downloaded this word for a reason. Some people need it, amen. I needed it. And so um, so just tune your ears in um, to what God is saying tonight. The spirit of wisdom, specifically, it's one facet of the Holy Spirit. Um, he's seven spirits in one. You know, there's the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, spirit of the fear of the Lord. So many people just say, welcome, Holy Spirit. But we need to be a little more particular and a little more specific when we're needing something specific from him, amen. So this week, um, um, I don't, I don't like personally to just follow what someone else is teaching and like copy it, or I don't like to um, just come up with an idea of, you know, I mean, it's still the word; it would still be the word, but I don't like to just pick a topic and just start teaching it. I want a download from heaven, and so I came here kind of um, just seeking the Lord um, one night. And, and crying out to him. And I specifically hit on this. I said, Lord, I ask you for the spirit of wisdom to reveal to me what it is these people need. And then, I mean, it was like kind of like on accident, but probably not. <laughs> By the spirit of God, I asked him for the spirit of wisdom, and he downloaded the spirit of wisdom. You know, he downloaded wisdom on his, his spirit of wisdom. And so we're just going to just trust that God's going to impart that tonight. Actually, he is going to impart the spirit of wisdom tonight um, by his word and by his spirit. What is the spirit of wisdom? How many of you know that the Holy Spirit knows a lot more than we know? <laughs> he knows the Father's heart. He knows what the Father is doing or what he wants to do in a service or in our lives, right? So he knows it all. And so the spirit of wisdom, when he manifests, he reveals or he'll show you what the Father's doing. Or he'll show you really, if you're in turmoil or there's some kind of attack, he'll show you what's behind the scenes. That's the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom will show you what it is and he'll also show you how to deal with it. Amen. Um, the Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood enemies, but we fight against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, wicked spirits in high places. So, and he says that our, our warfare is not carnal, but it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We're supposed to be fighting it in a spiritual sense, in a spiritual way. By using the name of Jesus, by worship and praise, by, by um, binding and using the keys of the kingdom. Amen. And so... When the spirit of wisdom reveals something to you, he'll tell you what tool or how to deal with it or what to set your hand to. He'll give you the wisdom that you need to go further or deeper or higher or deal with a situation or correct a situation. How many of you are thankful that he didn't leave us alone to fend for ourselves? He gave to us the spirit of wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of him. Revelation of what he wants, when he wants it, who he wants to work through. I mean, it's just amazing. So this is what we're talking about tonight is his spirit of wisdom. Let's turn to Romans 8, 26 and 27. It says, when we don't know how to pray, how many of you have been there? You know, when you're distraught, even me. When I'm distraught, I'm like, okay, Lord, it's coming on one day before service. I still, I mean, not that I'm not in the word. I still don't know what you want to say. I don't like that. But sometimes he just wants you to totally pour out your heart and rely on him so that he can impart that spirit of wisdom. Amen? 
Romans 8, 26 and 27, when we don't know how to pray, he says he will help us to pray as we ought to. You know, the Lord told us um, and he instructed the disciples to pray, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how are you going to pray the Father's will if you don't know what it is? I mean, you can find out a lot from the word. But specifically, about specific situations, how are you going to know the Father's will unless you hear it from what? The Spirit of Wisdom. Unless God reveals the Father's heart by His Spirit to you, then you know to pray, Lord, let your kingdom come in this specific way. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So before we had intercessory prayer, and not that I don't pray a lot before and preparing throughout the week, but God specifically showed me to have a specific intercessory prayer with some specific people. Um, and God showed us some things, but that was that spirit of wisdom. He wanted to take take authority over some things. He wanted us to use the keys of the kingdom. He wanted us to loose some angels. God showed me some angels. I'll just tell you right now. God showed me like... Two huge angels standing at the doorway um, coming in. I mean, huge, like kind of hovering over, and they were enjoying themselves. And they were like touching the heads of each person walking in through the doors. And it looked like they were putting like an oil stamp or something. They were just touching the head, and it was like an oil. And then we had these greeter angels that were like out in like the overhang out there. I mean, these are big guys. And they were out just kind of like gathered and they were like kind of greeting and, and just kind of talking amongst themselves. And they were excited about tonight. They were just like excited among themselves. And it's because of this. It's because of what already took place. We are exalting and lifting up the name of Jesus. And he is um, being praised in this place. Amen. I think they're excited that we're coming up to their level. <laughs> we're coming up to those heavenly places. Amen. So when we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit helps us to pray as we ought to. But you want to invite him. Oh, Spirit of wisdom, Holy Spirit, I invite you. Help me to pray as I ought to. I, I realize that I'm insufficient in myself. I need you. I ask you, Lord for the spirit of wisdom. I ask you, Lord, for the spirit of revelation and knowledge of what you want to do in this situation or what you want, who you want to be to me or, or how you want to work through me. Amen? So we, we need to invite him. You know, you might think, well, I've got the Holy Spirit. You know, I pray in the spirit or, or whatever. But when you're lost for words, you know, invite him. You know, and invite his, his wisdom to come and be imparted to you so that you can pray the Father's will. Lord, not my will. Jesus could have prayed any way he wanted to, but he's like, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. He wasn't just out there praying what he thought the Father wanted. He was hearing by the Holy Spirit what the Father wanted. He said, I only do and I only speak what the Father's will is, what I hear and see the Father doing. Who imparted that to him? The spirit of wisdom. The revelation of God was imparted by the spirit of wisdom. And so Jesus didn't operate here on this, on this earth um, through his own knowledge, his own abilities. He operated here by the spirit of God. And that's why he told the disciples, it's better that I go away because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit and he's got it all. 
<laughs> He's got it all. That's why he told him them in Acts 1, wait. Wait until you be endued with power and the Holy Spirit is upon you. Because he's seven spirits in one. He is the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of revelation, understanding, counsel, might, and power. The spirit of the fear of the Lord so you don't get off track. <laughs> he's got it all. He didn't want them to go out in their own power. How many of you know, or maybe you've tried, and I've, done, I've been there, to do some things in your own strength, and you got really weary really fast. Whether it's your natural job or taking care of the kids or ministry. You know you can be doing something for the Lord and grow tired and weary. We've had, you see, they said uh, pastors have a really high burnout rate, just like policemen and social workers. <laughs> Because they're doing it in their own strength. Zechariah 4.6 says, It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit. This is how we're supposed to be functioning in this world. By the spirit of wisdom. By revelation of what God wants. By his understanding and his counsel. That's how Jesus operated and lived his life every single day. Depending on the spirit of wisdom. Amen? It's so important that we spend time with the Lord and be still and know he is God, that we hear his voice and, and, and see what he's doing and hear his direction. How are we going to know the Father's heart? How are we going to be able to pray? You know, other than reciting the Lord's prayer in, in a repetitious, uh, religious kind of way, which really wouldn't do much because a lot of people do pray that way, what they're really supposed to be doing is hearing what the Father is saying, hearing what he's doing, or seeing what he's doing, and saying, Lord, let your kingdom come. Like, saying it out specifically what he's showing you. Right. Using the keys of the kingdom and binding the enemy or loosing the angels. Yeah. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. In Ephesians 1, 15 through 20, let's turn there. Paul... Um, gets kind of excited. There's some believers and they're new converts, new believers, and he's excited that they have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says this in um, verse 15. He says, Ever since I heard of your strong faith in the Lord, in the Lord Jesus, and your love for God's people everywhere, I've not stopped thanking God for you. I am praying for you constantly, Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Isn't that interesting? And insight so that you will grow in your knowledge of God. I pray that your hearts would be so flooded with light so that you can understand your confident hope. His con your confident hope that he has given to those he has called his holy people who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I pray that you'll understand his incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe in him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places. This is something the Lord showed me. What was the first thing when he heard people came to know the Lord? That he didn't stop praying for them that they would receive. The spirit of wisdom. That God would give unto them the spirit of wisdom. Why? Because you need him to live this life for the Lord. If you're going to fulfill the plan that God has for you, 
If you're going to do what God wants you to do, whether it be in your family, because you know us mothers get tired sometimes, whether it be being a good wife, whether it be uh, being a good husband and a provider, whether it be a minister or a teacher, whatever it is, a nurse, oh my goodness. I was talking to our neighbor and she's a nurse and she, everybody's like, lives is like flip-flopping. So some of you are nurses in here um, where you're sleeping during the day and you're up all night with patients. You need God's grace and his wisdom. Amen? Whatever it is, Paul saw that it was so important that that was the number one thing on his prayer list. That's what the Lord is showing me. Paul said, I don't stop thinking of you and praying for you that you would receive wisdom and revelation and knowledge. What is he praying? That they would receive the Holy Spirit and the seven spirits of God so that they could operate not of their own strength but by the power of the Spirit. That they would be able to hear what the Father's saying. That they would be able to see what the Father's doing. When Jesus said in John 16, it's better that I go away because I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit, he said, he's going to show you things to come and reveal the heart of the Father. How does he do that? He's the spirit of wisdom. He knows it all. He's not telling you things that are are his own ideas or agenda or anything like that. He's He's just telling us what he sees the Father doing. He's just telling us what he hears the Father saying what the Father's heart is for this world, for your life, for his people. Amen? So Paul, he's like, I'm praying constantly, asking the glorious Father to give unto you this spiritual wisdom that you would grow in your knowledge of God. In other words, you're not going to grow in your knowledge of God unless you have him. It's going to be head knowledge. It's not going to be heart knowledge. You can know about someone by reading about them on the internet. But you can't know them unless you see them face to face. Unless you see their heart, see their mannerisms, see how they they respond and what their emotion and, and what touches their heart. God doesn't just want us to know about him. The spirit of wisdom reveals the Father's heart so you can know him. Do you just feel the Father's heart as we enter into worship today? You guys are awesome. The worship team is awesome, ushering in God's presence. Um, Some things were taken care of before, you know, through intercessory prayer. And thank you for everyone who lifts this up in in intercessory prayer. I know Katura does every single time. And, um, you know, those who joined me. But... It's so important to hear what the Father wants and what he's doing, or we wouldn't have the breakthrough that we had like instantaneously in the presence of God. And then because we wanted to go higher, we needed to be there already so we could go to another level. Because sometimes, I don't like it, but sometimes it takes three or four songs to get there, just at that entry level. God wants us just to be in his presence. And to go higher in him when we come together and worship him. Amen. And I believe God brought us higher today where you're not going back. 
you're going to stay at this place. And you're going to move higher and higher in him. Amen? So as soon as Paul hears about their faith in the Lord, he starts praying that there would be this impartation of the spirit of wisdom so that they would know God's heart. So they would know what he's doing. Because how else could they live for him? How else can we live for him and truly please God and truly fulfill what God has the way Jesus did or the way the disciples did without knowing what he's doing, without knowing to pray his will be done, without knowing what it is he wants us to do in that day even, let alone our lives. I'm going to read to you from Proverbs 3, 5 through 10 um, in the Passion Translation. Proverbs 3, 5 through 10. It says, Trust the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision that you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. (laughs) Don't rely on your own understanding. Jesus didn't do it, and he was God's son. So what in the world makes us think that we can live this life and please the Lord on our own understanding? We can't. We need the spirit of wisdom. Don't think for a moment you know it all, for wisdom comes when you adore him with undivided devotion. Wow. um, And avoid everything that's wrong. In other words, you can't be thinking that you're going to get the guidance you need if you're involved and, and you're living a life of sin. Sin clouds the waters. Hello. I was walking around Greenfield Park, and I just really enjoy walking around that pond because it's like a, I want to say it's a quarter of a mile. So you walk around four times, you've reached a mile, something like that. Anyways, that water is so murky. There is no way you could see an inch away. That is what sin does. When you're disobedient and you're yielding to sin, you're yielding to temptation, you're yielding to things of the flesh, your waters are getting murky. And you cannot see what the Father's showing you. And how many of you know it's really hard to tell? Do you ever play this game when you're young, trying to talk to somebody underwater, and then you come up and you try to say what they were saying? You can't really do it. It's kind of like telephone. It gets lost in translation. You know, it's the game telephone. It gets lost in translation. Well, that's what sin does. It clouds our ears. It clouds our eyes. It clouds us from being able to receive from the Spirit of God. So he says here, with undivided devotion and avoiding everything that's wrong, if you want the spirit of wisdom to lead you, then you will find healing and refreshment for your body and a, uh, a, your body and spirit long, the, the, I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue twisted. Then you'll find the healing and refreshment your body and spirit long for. Glorify God with all your wealth, honoring him with your very best and with every increase that comes. I don't know where I was supposed to go to. Ten, okay. So, then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. Okay. When things work out for you, do you have joy? Yeah. When the deal goes through with a house 
or a sale at your job, do you have joy? Yeah. You kind of get excited, right? When uh, God provides your needs and it looks like uh, you weren't going to make your rent or you weren't going to make your mortgage payment and all of a sudden God supernaturally provides your needs, do you have joy? When God's word works for you and you act upon his word, whether it be sowing um, to the spirit and your reaping of the spirit or whether it be sowing financially um, and acting in obedience to his word and all of a sudden he's working things out for you, do you have joy? Right. So God wants us to have this supernatural joy. And I'm pretty sure and I know that um, the times that I'm obedient out there in the marketplace and the Lord will show me something to do or someone to minister to and he gives me the boldness, thank you Jesus, to do it. Afterwards, even though I might get nervous taking that first step out on the water, afterwards, guess what happens? I have joy. Why? Because it's not actually my joy. It's the joy of the Lord. He's so excited that he led me and gave me wisdom of what he wanted to do, and I acted upon it. Joy comes from the Lord, from doing his will. And so that's what he's talking about. He says, don't rely on your own understanding in this life. Don't depend on what your plans are or your, what you think your purpose is. Rely on him. Rely on his wisdom. And he's going to work everything out for you. And you're going to have joy and blessing above and beyond all that you could ask or think. I don't know about you, but I want that joy. I like that feeling of knowing I did the Father's will. I like that feeling of, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with this little thing. Now I'm going to make you ruler over much. Like, I like pleasing the Father. It brings you joy, and it brings him joy. Amen? So the Lord's like, trust, you know, we know it as trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. What he's telling us here is, this is how you're to live your life. Not with your wisdom, but with the spirit of wisdom. Let me reveal my heart and trust and understand that I know better than you do. And we all could say, yeah, of course we know that. But yet every day, a lot of times, I shouldn't say every day, but a lot of times we go and we start our day and we just jump right into that, that work day or we jump right into being mom or whatever without ever consulting or welcoming the spirit of wisdom to lead us and guide us. The word of God says, he who is led by the spirit of God is the son of God. If you want to be a son of God, like in other words, I want to give him glory today. I want to be a representation of the Lord Jesus Christ today. So if I'm going to do that, I'm going to need him to lead me because that's how Jesus lived his life. He only doing, only saying what he heard the Father doing and saying. 1 Corinthians 3.9 says, We are co-workers or co-laborers together with God. He never created us or intended us to be mom on our own. <laughs> he never intended us for us to have to deal with the things that we deal with as mom or as dad um, or as provider or as teacher or as a nurse or as a you know, minister or whatever it is that you are or whatever it is you're going to be. He never intended you to do that all on your own strength. He wanted you to depend on his wisdom. He wanted you to be led by 
His Spirit. Are you getting the idea here that we're never supposed to live without the Holy Spirit upon us? That's why he said to the disciples, it's vital. Don't go anywhere until you receive the Spirit of the Lord upon you. Get so full of him that he rests upon you. And, and they're like, when is that? And, and how will I know? He's like, oh, you'll know. He didn't want them to even leave the upper room until they had it, what he had. Because he knew failure was around the corner if they didn't have the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding. Hey, I'm not putting a load on you and I'm not putting a burden on you. God's yoke is easy and his burden's light. Really, all we need to do is wait and sit in his presence and we'll be endued with his power and the equipment will be there with the Holy Spirit to live this life for him. How hard is that? Sitting and waiting. Worshiping. Like we could have this for like 10 hours. And we would just go higher and higher and higher and get more full and full and full. He told the disciples, not many days hence. That means it doesn't take long. I will fill you with my spirit. You'll have the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, basically everything you need to go out there and do the work. God's calling us back to that, people. The book of Acts didn't end. (laughs) He wants us to continue to press on in and go higher and higher and lay down um, everything that seems to hinder us. Every weight, every hindrance, every thought, every battle. They're all just distractions, even if they seem so real, like it's an attack against your marriage or attack against your kid's health or attack against um, your job or your finances or whatever. It's all just a distraction. Remember, we fight not against flesh and blood enemies. It's a distraction to try to detour your mindset from focusing on things above, not on things of this earth. He said, you have a new life now, and it's hidden in Christ Jesus. Now focus your attention on heavenly things. Don't get so distracted with these earthly things or these temptations or trials. They're going to come because we're not greater than our master. Opposition comes, but keep your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith. Keep your attention on him. Keep spending that time with him, letting him fill you up, because without it, you're bound to fail. We can all attest. I'm sure of it. I mean, two days go by, and the enemy's like, oh, yes. All he needs is a foothold. All he needs is a crack in that door where he can just kick on in. He is no gentleman. He's not going to come knocking. (laughs) You give him just an inch, he'll take a mile. So just keep on soaking. Keep on getting into God's presence. Keep on focusing on the Lord. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 6. 
Hallelujah. God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. So the disciples were so confident. They were out there healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, right? They were our example. They did, in obedience, what the Lord told them to do. They waited until they were endued with the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, spirit of the fear of the Lord. They had it all because they got the Holy Spirit so full of the Holy Spirit that he was upon them. Okay? There's not just one baptism. I mean, he can just keep filling you, baptizing you, baptizing you until you're just immersed. So at this point, there's things going on that are pretty good in their lives. And then this is what they respond. He says, we are confident in all of this because of our trust in God through Christ Jesus. In other words, we're not confident in our own strength or our own power or our own abilities. Our trust is in the Lord. Sounds like Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. It's not that we think that we are qualified to do anything on our own. They know where their qualification is coming from. Our qualification comes from God, for he has enabled us to be ministers of this new covenant. This is a new covenant, not of written laws, but of the Spirit. In other words, it's a new covenant, not by written laws. We're not... We're not following just, I mean, obviously the word of God, yes, but we're not following just the law of Moses any longer. But we're people led by the spirit of God because we're sons and daughters of God. This is a new covenant where we can hear God's voice for ourselves, where we can see what the Father is doing for ourselves via the spirit of wisdom. He says, he has enabled us. How? By the spirit of wisdom. To be ministers of this new covenant. This is a new covenant, not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenant ends in death. But under this new covenant, the spirit gives life. We're supposed to be living by the spirit of God. Led by the spirit of God. He says, if you'll walk in the spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lusts of your flesh. Well, it's because he's revealing what the Father's heart is concerning everything. You're consulting with the teacher. Should I commit adultery? <laughs> I'm just using an extreme situation. What is he going to say? No. no. He's the spirit of wisdom. He knows it's going to lead you down the wrong path. It's going to cause corruption. It's going to cause a lot of garbage in your life. And there's, you're going to need a lot of healing and are all involved. It's going to hurt. He wants to be involved in every facet of our lives because he'll impart to us what God's saying about it. And you might think that's extreme, but he said, if you walk in the Spirit, you're not going to fulfill the lust of your flesh. You're not going to yield to what your flesh craves. You're not going to yield to what you think is a good idea because you're not living by your own understanding. You're living by the wisdom of God. People, God wants to bring us higher and he wants us to operate in a higher level with him, but we're going to have to be people of the spirit that only do and say what the father is doing and saying because he cannot mix in with that murky water. He doesn't put new wine into old wineskins. You can't contain it. 
He doesn't want to harm you. So if you'll walk in the spirit, the spirit of wisdom, and let him reveal the Father's heart and what he's saying about the situation, how you should respond, it's usually going to be something that you don't like. Respond in love. Respond in forgiveness. (laughs) Our flesh doesn't want to do that. But he'll tell you what the Father wants to do. Forgive. Love. Bless those (laughs) who hurt you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. This is the spirit of wisdom. This is you walking in the spirit so that you don't fulfill the lust of your flesh, so that you can be used for his glory. You guys, this is a school of the Spirit. It was, it was downloaded by the Spirit of God. We're called Revival MKE, really. We're reviving the hearts of, of people in Milwaukee and the surrounding areas. But really what God's trying to do is awaken the sleeping giant. You know, we've been sleeping in, in our identity and who we really are and not really waking up and walking in this. But this is the time and this is the season that God wants to use his people in a powerful, powerful way like the book of Acts. But we're going to have to start walking in the spirit. We're going to have to start resisting the devil and not yielding to our flesh and be led by the spirit, hearing what the spirit is saying. The old way ended in death. People who weren't living right, God took them out. I mean, look at Noah. Look at Moses. Washing away all those people in the Red Sea. I'm thankful we're in the new covenant. (laughs) Oh, his mercy is new every morning. Thank you, Jesus. If we mess up, we have an advocate with Jesus. The blood of Jesus washes away and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Jesus. But this is why the Lord said he's hitting reset tonight. Because of the blood of Jesus, he can do that. He can restore us and bring a restoration where we thought we missed it, where we thought we, we fell into sin. If your heart wants and, and pants after him, desires him, he can hit reset and restore you back. David found this out. He's like, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Renew a right spirit within me. He knew he had sinned. He knew his waters got murky and cloudy. He knew he stopped hearing the voice of God. He stopped seeing what the Father was doing. He needed a restart. He needed a reset. He needed that spirit of restoration. And so that's what the Lord's doing here tonight. That's what God's resetting, God's realigning hearts so that we can be used by him as we pursue him, that we're going to go up higher and higher to new places in him. Amen. Hallelujah. So the disciples, they're confident. I'm going to try to speed it up. (laughs) The internal gospel. The disciples are not confident in themselves. They said, we rely on the spirit of wisdom. We rely on God's wisdom. It's not by our own doing or our own abilities that we can heal, deliver, save, or set free. It's by, not by our might, not by our power, but by the spirit of God. Amen. Isaiah 11, 2 says this, and this was a prophecy, and Jesus later on says it himself that this day it's fulfilled, but 
Zechariah or Isaiah 11:2 it says and the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Listen, the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It wasn't just the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. It was all encompassing every single little thing that you need. This is what Jesus had when he came out of the desert. The Spirit of the Lord, everything he needed to fulfill the Father's will. And that's why he said, it's vital, it's essential. It's very important that you not leave the city or you not leave this upper room until you have been endued with power. Until you have waited on me and allowed me to renew your strength and fill you up and clothe you with my spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, we can work really hard. You know, we can be a Martha, Martha. (laughs) She was doing the Lord's work. She was serving God food. Not like he, yeah, serving food. She was cleaning the house, making it look nice. I can get really distracted with that stuff if I'm serving people and I'm hosting an event or something. I can get very distracted and not actually visit with the visitors. (laughs) I can be a Martha. But God wants us to be more like Mary. We can work so hard for the Lord till our hands are just raw. If we do it on our own strength. We can work so hard in the natural to be the best mother, the best wife, the best minister, the best teacher, the best construction worker, the best nurse, or whatever it is that you do. You can work so hard and try so hard in your own strength and still fail or still be tired and weary at the end of the day. It's because you are never meant to do it alone. He said, wait. Every day, wait upon me, and I will renew your strength, Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. This is how you receive the strength. This is how you receive the impartation of the spirit of wisdom, revelation, knowledge, insight into the Father's heart for that day, waiting on the Lord. Every day. Every day. And he'll renew your strength. And he'll show you what's on the Father's heart. He showed us about this specific service. And he'll show you how to handle that situation with your, with your boss. He'll show you how to correct your children. He'll give you a spirit of wisdom on how to resolve a family situation. Because God knows it all. How many of you believe that? Amen. He was so blessed when Solomon got to, he got to ask the Lord for anything. He was pleasing the Lord and the Lord's like, I want to give you just anything you want. What is it you want? And Solomon asked for wisdom. God was like, that's the best answer I could have ever heard. Because you've asked for that, you're actually going to receive so much more. Why? Because wisdom has the answer for everything. Amen. Amen. Yes. Listen, I was waiting on the Lord for this service, and I had already written the message because he downloaded it to me so supernaturally. And I'm just waiting on the Lord, and I see 
a gem in front of me in the spirit. And I said, and I heard him say, she's a precious gem. Now, I had just had coffee with somebody earlier that day, and I thought he was talking about her. I'm like, oh. But I, I, I heard him say this, and I had just finished my message, and I just laid it aside, and I was waiting on him, and I heard, she's a precious gem. And I was like, seems like that's a scripture. So, you know, I got out my Google, being honest. I don't know it all. And listen, this is so awesome. God is so awesome. He says in Proverbs 3.15, wisdom, remember, he had already downloaded this message, the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is more, than, more precious than rubies. She is a precious gem. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. What? Solomon had asked for the one thing that was better than anything else. She's a precious gem. So when we ask the Lord, and the Spirit of God is just on me right now, when we ask the Lord for the impartation of his wisdom, you're asking him for the precious gem. You're asking him for the one thing that actually leads to every single thing else that you could ever want. Because he'll lead you and guide you by his Spirit. He'll show you the Father's heart. He'll speak, she'll, she'll, it always says she, speak to you. She's a precious gem. Speak to you what the Father's saying. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a better way to live. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. How? You hear what he's saying. You see what he's doing. Your footsteps are literally ordered of him. Isn't that incredible? Hallelujah. I'm just going to pray for you. I'm just going to, I could go on and on. <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to release that spirit of wisdom. I'm going to release an impartation of the spirit of wisdom. You've already received it from the word. I'm just going to release it by the spirit. And we're going to have some fun tonight. And uh, just for the kids, for, the, for all of you, just to uh, fellowship with each other. I'm going to release the spirit of wisdom, and I'm going to invite Angela up here. Father, I just speak, and I just release this impartation that you wanted me to release of the spirit of wisdom. I pray as Paul prayed, Lord, because you, he saw that it was so vital and so important, Lord, that the believers receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of you, that they would know how you wanted them to live. It was so vital to live in for you, to please you, to, to walk in the fullness of what you had for them. So Father, I just pray, as Paul prayed, I pray, Lord, grant unto them, Lord, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, the insight and the knowledge of you, of what you have for them, of what you want them to do in these situations, in their families, in their jobs, in their homes, in their ministry. God, grant unto us the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge so that we know you more, we know your heart more, we know which way you want us to go, what you want us to do, and what you want us to stay. Holy Spirit, Come, spirit of wisdom, come. Reveal the Father's heart. Show us what the Father's doing. 
Speak to us what the Father's saying. Lord, open up the eyes of our understanding tonight. Let them be enlightened. Let us know the hope of your calling. Let us know, Lord, let us walk in your glorious power for us as believers who believe in you as the disciples did, as Jesus did. We will too. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Is that a powerful